0: You are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We're to do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Hub. Every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. how it is week six. We just went through week five. It was the bye week for the Green Bay Packers. They are 4-0, one of the few undefeated teams left in the league, and they look like the best team. The Green Bay Packers look like the best team in the NFL. I know the Chiefs still have Patrick Mahomes, And what happened to them on Sunday is not going to happen every week. But the Chiefs also had a trying time with the Chargers and a rookie quarterback. They didn't destroy the Texans in week one. uh, And they have not looked quite like we thought they might. But they did beat the other team that we might think was the best team in the AFC. Okay. Okay. But does it really matter if the Packers are better than the Chiefs? Not right now. It really doesn't. Sunday night, the Minnesota Vikings were in prime position to upset the then 4-0 Seattle Seahawks. They had a chance to go up 8, kick a field goal, or go for it on 4th and 1. If they go for it and they get it on 4th and 1, the game is over. If they kick the field goal, they go up 8, The Seahawks have to drive the length of the field with one timeout and not only score but get a two-point conversion. Unfortunately for Packer fans, there is some PTSD associated with that notion because it's something that they've seen Russell Wilson do in Seattle before. But over the course of that game, the Seahawks did not look like the contending team. And I know the Vikings are not the same team the Packers played in week one, but the Packers made this Vikings team look like mincemeat. And for most of this game, the Seattle offense was not able at home to do the same. And I understand weather and it's a different kind of matchup and this, this Vikings defense is playing better than it was in week one. But the Packers looked better and have looked better over the course of the early part of the season. They look like the best team in the NFC. And even with the injuries, they go into New Orleans and get a win. They even with the injuries on Monday night score 30 points and beat, you know, a, a hapless Falcons team to be sure by double digits. Well, the Vikings were a hapless team and the Seahawks just barely beat them. Now we know that the talent that the Vikings have, but they weren't playing up to that talent. So we can't use that as an excuse for them. Russell Wilson needed a heroic comeback, in part because for the entire first half, they could do nothing. They did nothing against a Vikings defense that Green Bay sliced and diced. And I think what's becoming more and more evident is there are these other teams in the NFC that are just all Flawed, deeply flawed. The 49ers get roasted. I mean, roasted by the Miami Dolphins. And if you didn't see this score, you're going to hear me say it and you're going to go, that can't be right. Because I saw it on the screen. I was watching it happen going, that can't be right. 43 to 17, the Ryan Fitzpatrick led Miami Dolphins beat. The San Francisco 49ers in a game Jimmy Garoppolo played and was pulled from Kyle Shanahan saying after the game, oh, yeah, it was because of his ankle wasn't 100 percent. No reason to risk him in a game where, you know, the offense wasn't working. Well, why wasn't the offense working? Because Garoppolo was not playing well and because the team is really banged up. They're now two and three. They're Owen three at home. And their schedule from here is absolutely brutal they might not even be a playoff team this year, even with an extended playoff group. Because they're not even the third best team in their own division right now. The Seahawks and the Rams are clearly better than them, and the Cardinals are probably better than them. You've got the Packers in the NFC North, the Bears who keep winning despite inexplicably not being a very good team. And the Saints and the Bucks are both in the mix here in the South. Someone in the East has to win that division. That's going to be a single-team playoff. But there are only so many spots, and the 49ers do not look like one of the seven best teams in the NFC, really by a long shot. And even if you think they're better probably on a neutral field than the Bears, the Bears are banking these wins. Those wins count. And they're, as of right now, half a season – at least half a season that we've played so far, behind the Bears. So that's a lot of ground in the second half of the season to make up. Green Bay, as I said last week, has the opportunity to be the best team. And too many times in the Aaron Rodgers era, they haven't been the best team. Well, right now, they can be the best team. The Seahawks look beatable. The 49ers, I mean, until, unless and until they look like a real NFL team, it's not even a discussion worth having because they might not even meet in the playoffs. I mean, you say, okay, all roads go through San Francisco until further notice. No, they don't. No, they don't. Because the 49ers are going to have an uphill battle just to get in. I mean, the Carolina Panthers right now at 3-2 and two are in a much better position in a weaker division to get into the playoffs than the 49ers. I mean, just think about that for a second. And you look at the 538 predictions, the 49ers right now are a 21% chance to make the playoffs. 21%. The Bears are 72%. It's it's gonna be an uphill battle just for them to get in. And it's a reminder, I think, an important reminder, that these windows can close fast. These windows close so fast. And I was on Game On Wisconsin on a on a video podcast with Jacob Wessendorf and Alex Strofe and Andy Herman. Go check it out if you haven't watched it yet. And I, I pointed out to them, remember that that stretch of, of time when it seemed like the Packers just couldn't beat the 49ers? Just absolutely couldn't beat them. You know how long that stretch lasted? Two years. Two years. 2012 and 2013. And you remember that stretch of games where the Packers, the Seahawks just had their number. Man, they just couldn't beat the Seahawks. You know how long that stretch lasted? One season. One season. So these windows, they close in a hurry. It looks like it's closed on the 49ers. And by the way, it also looks like it's closing on the Saints. They're 2-2. and They have a chance to win tonight, obviously. But everyone just assumed, hey, they're the most talented team. Well, Michael Thomas is not going to play tonight because he punched a teammate. And this is after being hurt. Dysfunction, injuries, the landscape of the league, all of these things can change. So in a season like this, you have to take advantage of your runs. And and this is something that came up last year. Okay, the Packers, they're winning these ugly games. They're winning these close games. That's not a sustainable way to win. Okay, go take advantage. And Green Bay did that. They got their first round by, they won their playoff game, they put themselves in a position to be one kind of fluky win and it would have had to be fluky to beat the 49ers because they were not as good as the 49ers. Put yourself in a position to try and get a fluky win and get to the Super Bowl. Well, it wouldn't be a fluky win for the Packers to get to the Super Bowl now. In fact, they are the favorites in the NFC according to five thirty eight. to make the playoffs, 75% to win the division, 37% to get the first round by, and a 14% chance to win the Super Bowl, the second best in the league. So, okay. Now that doesn't matter if you don't win the games. But when we look at what happened in week five, you look around the league. The Buccaneers were supposed to be a contender. They lose to the Bears. The Chiefs were supposed to be a contender. They lose to the Raiders. The Seahawks were supposed to be a contender. For most of that game, they look really lackluster and don't do much. The Saints are in fighting and literally swinging at each other. You know, the Colts are supposed to be a contender. They get beat by the Browns. The Cowboys are supposed to be a contender. They suffer a catastrophic brutal injury to Dak Prescott, he's going to be out probably for the season. The things that we think are going to happen, not only do they rarely happen, but they really happen the way that we think they will. And this season, we knew was going to be weird. We knew there was going to be COVID complications. We knew games were going to get pushed. We knew there was going to be schedule problems and travel problems and and injuries that weren't really injuries because they were COVID. All of that stuff is happening. But none of it matters if the games get played and you keep winning. No one is going to look back at this Lakers championship and say, yeah, but it doesn't count. I mean, there are going to be haters, of course, that say that. This Super Bowl season, assuming there is a Super Bowl, and and by the way, there's going to be a Super Bowl, no one is going to look at this Lombardi trophy hanging in someone's stadium. Obviously, the goal is Lambeau Field. And say, yeah, but that doesn't count. It doesn't count because of all the weirdness. No, no, no. It counts. It counts. And it's going to count whoever wins it. So you know what? Might as well be the Packers who win it. Before we move on, let's talk about our friends at Visa. Visa knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our community, whether they're your corner stores, our coffee spots, our favorite shops, our local businesses have always been there for us. They remember our orders. They call us by name, always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile to support us and our community. Right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So Now it's time for us to return the favor. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol to tap and pay with a contactless Visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. You're worried about the Packers injury report. I get it. But what happens when you wind up on the injury report? The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network is transforming the way healthcare is delivered to make it easier for you to connect with the best of academic medicine when and where you need it. But what exactly is academic medicine anyway? First, it's rare. There are only 120 academic medical centers in the country. The Freighter and MCW Network is one of only two in the state and the only one in eastern Wisconsin. Academic medicine makes possible leading-edge primary and specialty care research to find innovative cures for complex diseases and the education of the next generation of healthcare professionals. It's like having a two-time MVP quarterback under center. You know you're in good hands, and you might just see things you never thought possible. Fredert and MCW physicians have been part of many scientific discoveries of new ways to prevent and treat diseases. Still wondering what academic medicine offers you? Visit www.freighter.com academic. The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network. This is what is possible. So there's another part of this that I think is is linked to the conversation we opened the show with that I want to address. There is this idea out there that fans have of peaking too early. And, you know, I, I have even gotten some tweets that are like, no, I don't. I want Russell Wilson to win the MVP because if Aaron wins it, the, the Packers are somehow less likely to win the Super Bowl because the MVP never wins the Super Bowl. Those things are not important because there isn't causality there. And, and I even know that there are fans who understand there is no causality there. It's just a superstition thing. But it doesn't matter if Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. It's because he played awesome football and it's really good to have a quarterback playing awesome football. The Chiefs didn't lose to the Patriots two years ago because Patrick Mahomes was the MVP. They lost because D. Ford couldn't stay on sides and the packers didn't lose in 2014 because Aaron Rodgers was the mvp they lost because he got hurt and because of the most ridiculous confluence of events that i've ever seen in the the fourth quarter of a football game it had nothing to do with who the mvp was so let's just let's just dispatch with the idea that peaking too soon is a thing or that winning the MVP matters or, you know, oh, the team, the trendy team is never the team. That's that's not true. The 49ers were the hot team all year. They played great from the jump. They didn't lose the Super Bowl because they were the hot team in September or October. They lost the Super Bowl because Patrick Mahomes got scary hot and Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't make the throws that he needed to make late in that game. Okay. Had nothing to do with momentum or peaking early or anything like that. When you say peaking early, what you're really saying is you don't think that this is sustainable, but the problem with that is it is because we've seen it sustain through injury and, and through different kinds of opponents, different ways this team has been attacked defensively different ways defenses have tried to attack the packers offense and none of it has mattered so injuries certainly can affect the way that this team looks down the stretch no question about it but that's going to have nothing to do with oh they're they're peaking now in october or september no it doesn't matter it doesn't matter and it's never mattered now of course you want to be playing your best football in December and January. But there's no reason. They just can't keep playing their best football. Teams do it all the time. Now, maybe you're going to go through a stretch. Green Bay's got a tough stretch coming up against some good teams. You know, you can say, okay. Think back to 96. Green Bay, they go through a little bit of a tough stretch. They lose to the Cowboys. They lose to the Chiefs in some really weird games. Did they play great? No. But after that, did they pick up right where they left off? Yeah, absolutely, they did. And Green Bay in 2010, when they won the Super Bowl, they went through a weird stretch. They lost some game. they lost at home to an aggressively mediocre Dolphins team. Brandon Marshall just absolutely destroyed them. But they got hot at the right time, at the end of the year. That doesn't mean don't get hot at the beginning of the year. In fact, the only other time the Packers have really been this hot, anything close to this hot, at the beginning of the year was 2011. This defense is not 2011 bad. Let's be clear about that. And this is a more balanced offense. They're not relying solely on the the magician work of Aaron Rodgers to make the offense work. It's more about scheme and spacing and timing and rhythm. And, of course, having a great offensive line helps. And, of course, having Aaron Rodgers helps. But it—that's that, there's no single reason why this offense is humming that all of a sudden you can say, well, they're not going to do that again. Why not? Why not? And, of course, against better defenses, you're going to see that, oh, things aren't quite as easy. That's called life. That's called football. That's how this works. That's not the same as saying, oh, well, they can't peak now. No, that's silly. It's silly. And I know it's not, a, it's not a big deal. It's not. But it is something that's being discussed. It is something that's out there as an idea. And I just, I frankly, I think it's silly. And I just, I wanted to, I really wanted to nip it in the bud. That's for sure. I wanted to just nip it in the bud. We don't have to deal with it and let's just move forward because we have a great game to talk about this week. Before we get to any more of that though, I wanna talk to you about Roman because it can be awkward or embarrassing to talk about erectile dysfunction. You might brush it off, you might just sort of blame bad luck, circumstances, but Roman is here to get you the advice that you want and the help you need with no shame, no more excuses, Roman makes it easy to discuss and treat ED. A healthy life includes a healthy sex life, but if you struggle with ED, you may not feel like your best self. With Roman, they connect you to a real U.S. licensed healthcare professional who can prescribe the medicine you may need. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if you need one. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you real medicine with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is also simple. Just go to roman.com slash locked on and complete an online visit. That's roman.com slash locked on. And right now you'll get $50 off your first month of ED treatment along with that free online visit and free two-day shipping. Roman.com slash locked on gets you $50 off that first month of ED treatment plus that free two-day shipping and online visit. Roman.com slash locked on. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Look, you know the drill on this. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And I wouldn't steer you wrong on this. Just go try some of their incredible flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, German chocolate, peanut butter, salted caramel. These things are delicious and not going to hurt your Weight Watchers points. It's not going to hurt your keto. It's not going to make you feel guilty for eating them because they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Right now, go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. That's builtbar.com with the promo code Locked On to get 20%, not 10%, 20% off your next order at builtbar.com. As we finish up here, I wanted to put this at the back end of the show just because I I know that um, COVID and and the machinations here for the NFL season it's not everyone's favorite topic. So I totally understand that, and and I still think it's worth discussing. So we woke up Sunday, and the league announced that they were moving Broncos Patriots, and they were moving Broncos Patriots because the Patriots had another test. The Broncos were essentially going to get a bye week. They moved Broncos Patriots to week six, and Broncos Dolphins, which was supposed to happen in week six, is TBD. Meanwhile, the Titans have a positive coach. But the players are all negative. So they're still going to have the game on Tuesday because reasons. And we have a game tonight, Saints Chargers. This is getting untenable. And they need to figure it out. And the the easiest solution, the simplest solution is to officially add week 18 and week 19. And say, look, these are going to be buffer Zones. And in some ways, it is a penalty for teams that are going to the playoffs that have to play these games because they're not going to get the same rest. It could also be a penalty for playoff teams. If you're the Packers and you get week 17 and you have a bye week and you're losing week 18 and week 19, you could not play football for three weeks. Now, Green Bay came out week one against the Vikings and had. An absolute blast doing that and they had plenty of time to prepare but it, it could just as easily work the opposite direction and it can hurt the intensity level that you bring to that game it it can be an unfair advantage for teams green bay plays we are to the point now where the options are an unfair schedule or no schedule that's just the reality because the league has decided they're not going to play in a bubble. They've said it's not workable. And if that's the case, maybe you know, maybe you can go to a bubble for the playoffs. Maybe that's more workable. The The unfortunate thing about that, of course, would be much like the Bucs. They work hard all season to get the one seed, only to play in games where there is no real home field advantage. And there's definitely a difference, by the way. Everyone playing in Minnesota or everyone playing in L.A., versus an empty stadium at Lambeau Field. You'd much rather the latter. You'd much rather the Saints, or the Bucks, or you know, pick a team, basically, come to Green Bay in January, than play in a bubble. So I understand this from both sides. There are gonna be positive tests, we knew that. The protocols right now with the schedule are not working. And, you know, it is not enough to just have good protocols because people are away from the facility and they have families and those families are not following protocols because they don't have to. And we just we we don't know enough about how this virus works. And it, it is difficult for the thousands of people that are associated here to all be doing the right things at all times. It's just naive to think that that was ever going to happen. So there needs to be some kind of buffer. Even if there's just one week, just one week, just give me a week 18. And if you have to move more than one week of games because of COVID, then maybe you need to forfeit. And I know that that hurts the the league's bottom line because you're you're losing those games, but you're not really. And, and the reason you're not, is you can still show football in that local market. And you're still going to get some revenue from that. So, you know, the Titans, if they don't play a game, they're still going to show a game in Nashville. They're still going to show a game in Memphis. Titans fans are still going to get to watch a game. They're just not going to watch their team. And in the national windows, that could open you up. You can have bigger audiences for some of these games. So I think you just have to find a way... To make this work in a way that it's not working right now, and that's the unfortunate part of uh, uh, of trying to play during a pandemic, not in a bubble. The NBA, you know, we saw the culmination of it last night, and and maybe you liked it, maybe you didn't, and and maybe you you watched it, and maybe you didn't, and maybe you hate the Lakers, and maybe you don't, maybe you're not a LeBron guy or girl. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Zero positive tests in the bubble. Zero. It worked. It was an unequivocal success. Right now, the NFL is not that, at least not when it comes to COVID. And if they have to pause the season, if they have to postpone the season, I don't i don't want to say that makes the season a failure, but it certainly puts a black mark on the amount of planning that that went into this. It certainly puts a black mark on the people in charge of all this, and that's the unfortunate reality. You want to have a Super Bowl. You want to crown a champion, and if you're a Packer fan, especially because you might have the best team. And so for for the Packers to be in this position in a season where they might not get to have fans at Lambeau for the playoffs or they might not get to have fans at the Super Bowl, this is why it's so important for everyone to do their part. The numbers around the country are going up. The COVID numbers, the numbers in Wisconsin continue to go up. And if you want to watch the Packers, if you want to be there in person, if you want to be a part of this run for Green Bay, do your part. Wear a mask, wash your hands, stay home if you can. And maybe we are able to get this under control enough to have a full football season, fans in seats eventually, and a real live Super Bowl. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow, Expert Tuesday. This how you doing on Wednesday, crossover Thursday, and, of course, our live show on Friday. It's Packers, Buccaneers. It is a big game in the NFC for seeding purposes. The Packers can all but bury the Buccaneers in terms of catching them for the one seed at this point because if the Bucs lose another game, it's three losses and they would need to overcome the Packers in win-loss because of the head-to-head. So that is a pretty big difference maker for Green Bay And, and for Tampa, the other way is also true. You get this win... And now you have closed the gap and, and it's basically, you know, a game and, and a half that you're getting because of the tiebreaker. So a, a big game that is as big a game as you can get in, in week six, you know, it's still mid-October. But a lot to get to, a lot to break down as we look forward to the game. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how and anytime you want to be a part of the Locked on Packers, you can do that with the Locked on Packers. fan hotline 920-341-341. 3775 to stay Locked on Packers.